This is Dump and Chase with Zach Staten, Playoff Edition. Hello and welcome to another episode of Dump and Chase the Podcast. As always, my name is Zach Staten. I hope you've been doing well. And as always, I hope you've been watching playoff hockey because that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about the last two series that just concluded. We're now in the Stanley Cup Finals. It's been so quick. It's kind of sad to see it be so quick. But you know what? We're in the finals now. We're going to see what happens between Vegas and Florida. But first, let's talk about those series that actually had to happen for the Stanley Cup Final to happen. So the Florida Panthers versus the Carolina Hurricanes. And of course, the most recent one, the Vegas Golden Knights versus the Dallas Stars. We will get into both of those. We're going to break down each thing, my thoughts into it. I'm very excited to do this, but first, let's start with the Florida Panthers versus the Carolina Hurricanes. His shot, and that hit iron, I think. Looks like it had. Now, Kachuk out in front. Score! Four quick three to go. It's a series winner again for Matthew Kachuk. And how good was Matthew Kachuk in this series? Like, it makes me laugh because... I don't think people realized how good Matthew Kachuk was. And over the playoffs, I think people looked at that and saw that he was able to turn his game into something way different and just have it be so successful. 21 points in these playoffs, 9 goals, 12 of those being assists. And if I'm not mistaken, has 4 game winners, 3 of those coming in the Carolina series, which is nuts. 2 of those being the overtime, as you just heard. Uh, 4.3 seconds left in that game four and just what a shocker for the Carolina Hurricanes a team that I had picked for the finals as kind of like my reroute team because I said to myself man this team without even their bigger scores is able to have that contribution from their like smaller bottom six so Jordan Martinuk, uh, Seth Jarvis, Jesper Fast, uh, Stefan Nosen all those players were able to do well for them and just that series, they just couldn't get it done. And largely in part to Sergei Bobrovsky, who had a 966 in this series. A 966, which is absolutely nuts. It's way stellar. It's unheard of numbers for, for a very long time. So even in that way, I would just love to know what what happens now with Sergei Bobrovsky. Does his game change into the Stanley Cup final? Because there was always a big problem with Bobrovsky and is that he needed time to rest. And this is not this is not like an unknown thing. This is very known that Sergei Bobrovsky needs time to rest. He needs time to recoup. And he's gotten that with the Panthers beating out the Hurricanes in four. And then that Vegas series going to six games. Excuse me. Uh, but even in this way, let's just focus on one thing at a time here. It feels like I'm just blabbering. Uh, but Sergey Bobrovsky, 966 in this series. Very, 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 very solid. And the way that he was able to kind of keep it going on himself is wild. He had 174 shots in this series, I should say. I'm pretty sure the Florida Panthers were outshot in every game that they played, even the one that went to, I think it was four over, three or four overtimes in game one. Uh, four overtimes in game one. So... When we look at Bobrovsky now, I think at 9.35 through the playoffs this year, he's 11-2, 2.21 goals against average, 1.21 goals against average in that first or that conference final series against the Hurricanes. He was stellar. Now, even when we look to the scores 
on the Panthers. Matthew Kachuk, Carter Verhage, Alexander Barkov. You see, like coming back to Kachuk here, you see a big gap. Kachuk has, Kachuk could easily, easily win the Conn Smythe if it wasn't for how good Bobrovsky was playing, but Kachuk has just been really good. And you look back at that trade with the Calgary Flames. I don't think you can judge it yet, but as of now, the Florida Panthers have won this trade. Whether or not they win the cup, they've won this trade. Matthew Kachuk has shown what he can do in the regular season. Now in the playoffs, getting to the Stanley Cup final, pretty much almost carrying himself and Bobrovsky, carrying the Florida Panthers there. Easily very good. I think Alexander Barkov in this series also stepped up too. Uh, I liked his game. Sam Bennett was just being the disturber player that we've seen all playoffs uh, through the Boston series, the Leafs series, now the Hurricane series, and maybe even the Vegas series now. Very, very solid play by the Florida Panthers. And I think it was my dad who said this, is that once the Panthers get ahead, there is there is no easy way to get back. They play you so hard, so fast. It's just very hard to get back in the game and tie it. Um, and I think we even saw that with in that game four where the Carolina Hurricanes tied it up 3-3. I think that goal was Jesper Fast from Jordan Martinuk. Then Kachuk comes the other way and he scores. 4.3 seconds left. The series is done. And I just want to say credit to Frederick Anderson who played very, very well in that series. Extremely well. Uh, so I want to give him a kind of a pat on the back because it was not easy for him uh, to be able to play that well, especially with how well the Florida Panthers were playing. Yeah, He definitely kept them in this series and various other games. It was just about scoring for the Carolina Hurricanes. Like two goals in the first game, one in the second game, nothing in the third game, and then three in the fourth and final game of this series. So I think when we look at the Carolina Hurricanes, like even their scores going back, like Spashnaho, 12 points, Marnock, 12 points, Seth Jarvis, 10 points. Then you have like players like Jesper Fast, Stefan Nosen, Brett Burns, eight or nine points there but like missing Andre Svechnikov, uh, Chiro Teravainen who I don't think they got back until this series it just wasn't it wasn't them and I think that you know only your depth can only get you so far and your big boys do have to step up but at the end of the day who are their big boys Sebastian Ajo was really the only one that was left from there uh, Martin Martin Nakash wasn't really getting to that point and even we look at again Chiro Teravainen he had one goal in the six games that he played in the playoffs so it, was, it wasn't exactly easy for the Carolina Hurricanes in terms of scoring, but maybe that's something that they address in the offseason. Uh, obviously, nothing is you know set in stone, but not having a ton of scoring in that series was the downfall for the Carolina Hurricanes. And I think that's kind of like where it goes from, is that uh, you needed those players to step up. You needed them in those times. And at the end of the day, they just weren't able to get that. And that's just how it went. That's just how it went. But even even in this way, I, I think that Spashnaho really needed to do more uh, than what he did. Uh, what I will say is Jesper Fast and Jordan Martinuk play extremely well for the position that they were put in, having to move up in the lineup. Uh, even Stephen Nosen, Brett Burns was uh, definitely stuck out to me, nine points in those 15 playoff games. You know, even in this, there's a lot that Carolina has to address over the offseason uh, in terms of goaltending, in terms of players needing to be extended. Uh, there's a lot you need to talk about. But in this way, the series is done. It is the Florida Panthers absolutely rolling over the Carolina Hurricanes four games to nothing. That might sound like it was just an absolute, you know, terrible series if you're a Carolina Hurricanes fan, but I wouldn't be too bad about it because all of them were extremely, extremely close games. Of course, all of them being one goal games, but we are now done with that series and we will move on to the conference final in the West, the Vegas Golden Knights versus the Dallas Stars. We'll get right back to the podcast, but first, these messages. 
Most people say hockey is 90% mental, but rarely do hockey players work on their mindset and mental skills. If you want to start playing with more confidence and consistency, then be sure to check out Upper Mentality for all your mental toughness needs. They are proud to train the minds of elite athletes and teams across the AHL, OHL, NCAA, and more. Check them out at uppermentality.ca to book in a no-obligation call. You can also find this in the description of the podcast. Now let's get back to the program. And honestly, like, what a show the Vegas Golden Knights put on. Because they could have easily swept this series. But uh, creds off to Jason Robertson, who I think before Game 6 had five goals in his last five games. Six points in his last five. He was really, really good. And this was off a series from before where people were kind of hating on him. Where he had, And remember, he had 12 points at the time. He had 12 points. Still not amazing for you know i guess what people expected from him but not bad at all but creds off to jason robertson for that rupe hints was exceptional all of the playoffs 24 points in 19 games same as joel pavelski you know he had his uh, times where he was shining uh but even in this series alone uh there were a lot of players who didn't step up even as pavelski as i was just saying there didn't really step up either you know when we look at the amount of points, one goal, one goal shared combined with Wyatt Johnston, Mason Marchment, Tyler Sagan, Max Domi, and Joe Pavelski. That just can't happen. Combined in round three in a conference final, it just can't happen because when five of your scores, and it's funny that I'm including Wyatt Johnson because he's so young, but he's just been so good, including him, your big boys cannot be doing that. It just, it cannot happen. Rupe Hintz and Jason Robertson can only do so much. Like we look at the games that the Stars won, uh, 3-2 overtime win, which they could have easily lost, uh, the 4-2 game in game five. It, it just, it, it can't happen. It can't happen at all. It's not something that should be able to happen. Uh, but, I mean, the Dallas Stars put themselves in that position being down 3-0. And talking about putting them in that position, and I, I don't like to hate on players too much because I know for myself I would not be able to do this, but players who have to be better. Jake Ottinger, who had an 895 in the playoffs this year, and in that series, an 883. An 883 cannot happen. It just cannot happen, especially for Jake Ottinger, the money that he's making, uh, the prowess that he carries with himself. Uh, just how good we know he can be, and he just could not step up to bat, and and it just it it's something that you don't like to see. One as upper level management uh, from also your teammates and stuff like that. It, you just it just can't happen. And Jake Ondra needed to be that deciding factor. You know, I talked about that in a video. I also uh, mentioned that before the series even started, the X factor was Jake Ottinger. And that's because Jay Gottinger has been on and off for the whole playoffs. Before it started, he had a 9.03 before round three. So he also, he wasn't exactly, you know, amazing this playoffs. His round one was uh, really good. His round two was very shaky, except for game seven, because Seattle could have easily came into this series too. So uh, Jay Gottinger was that X factor, and it just didn't end up happening for him. And those those things happen, right? But through this whole series, it cannot carry on. And that was massive for the Dallas Stars losing this series. Massive for them going down 3-0 because even, even in these games, 4-3, 3-2, it, it just can't happen. It just can't happen. But moving over to the other side. Moving over to the other side. Let's talk about the other goalie for that fact. Before this, Aiden Hill did not have a shutout in the playoffs or even with Vegas in general. 
He goes into the series, gets two shutouts, two shutouts in this series. How good has Aiden Hill been? Creds off to him. Really, really, really good play by Aiden Hill. 937, uh, seven wins, three losses. You have to remember that he didn't play this whole series. He actually played throughout and kind of like spot starts with Laurent Brassois starting. But Brassois goes down, Aiden Hill comes in. Exceptional. Absolutely exceptional. Those two shutouts, the 4-0, the 6-0 in the uh, final game six. Aiden Hill was what the Golden Knights needed him to be, and even more, because I don't even think they were expecting that. With Aiden Hill, especially at this point in his career, you know, he... Like, he came into the NHL as a very highly touted goalie. Uh, Going to Arizona, then to San Jose. And San Jose was where a point where teams weren't exactly sure what they were getting out of him. Were they going to get him from the the past? Were they going to get him what he is now? And now he goes to Vegas playing pretty good hockey in the regular season. Not bad at all. Coming to the playoffs, being one of the better goalies that we've seen now. Part of the reason, or not even part of the reason, one of the bigger reasons why Vegas is in the Stanley Cup final and now facing another hot goalie in Sergei Bobrovsky. But even we look over to uh, some other things, you know, in terms of the Vegas Golden Knights, Jack Eichel has been very, very good, a very solid player, uh, one that I feel, uh, that many others might not feel, but one that I feel has been just maybe in some consmite conversations. I mean, 18 points, 6 goals, 12 assists in 17 games. He's been there on the defensive end, and he's just played very structured and unselfish hockey. And, you know, I think a lot of people like to hate on Jack Eichel just because of everything that happened with the Buffalo Sabres and him and, you know, him being that that kind of like dark character that uh, people want to hate on because, you know, now he's on Vegas and a team that I think a lot of people also hate on too, so it just makes sense. But, you know, Jack Eichel has been very good. He's been the player that I think a lot of people were hoping for, were expecting from him. And that's all you can ask. That's honestly all you can ask from Jack Eichel is being that guy that they traded for. And he's been that. He's been he's been better than that. And even a couple other players I'd like to mention. Jonathan Marcheseau, 17 points. Ivan Barbashev, who has been a great deadline pickup for Vegas. 15 points, 6 goals, 9 assists. Uh, William Carlson is having a nice playoffs for himself after a lot of kind of pushback from fans and others about him being, um, you know, a really like a cap cap loss in their uh in their contract negotiations uh, mark stone's been good um you can tell that his back is bugging him but he he's sticking it out what a player he is uh but even even in this way vegas has just proven a lot of people wrong and they've they've set their standard and i think that's what you really want to see from a team like this and especially where they are now because i think at the start of the playoffs a lot of people were kind of expecting them to go this far but even at the same time throughout the year whether that's the regular season or the playoffs people wanted to doubt them whether because they just think they couldn't do it or they didn't like them but they're here now vegas is in the finals you know they're they are that number uh that number one seed or i guess maybe not the number one seed that people thought were going to go to the finals but they were up there and now they're facing the Florida Panthers, who are, well, the bottom seed and who didn't think they're going to be there. It's really a, a, a tale of two ends. But the Vegas Golden Knights go out and they beat the Dallas Stars in six games with, with a very demanding 6 nothing win in that game six. But 
there it is. The Vegas Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers are now in the Stanley Cup final. And we wait to see what will happen. But in terms of my predictions for this, I am predicting the Vegas Golden Knights in seven games. I know I said that I shouldn't be doubting the Florida Panthers all the time, but I just, I don't know what it is about Vegas. Maybe I get proven wrong here again. But that is my prediction. But that does it again for another episode of Dump and Chase the Podcast. I hope you liked my series reviews for this because this will pretty much be the last one. I will talk about the Stanley Cup final, but really series reviews. There'll be a series review, but um, if you know what I mean by in that way, not really plural, only the one being the Stanley Cup final. But I really hope you enjoyed this type series. If you did, leave a comment, whether that means, you know, shooting me an email, comment on my videos, anything like that. I appreciate the feedback or even on this podcast, appreciate the feedback. Uh, but let me know what you want me to talk about. We're going to be going into the summer, so there's going to be tons of stuff to talk about, whether that's the draft, upcoming contracts that need to be sorted out, news. You know, even we talked about uh, stuff t- that happened today. Brad True Living was introduced by the Toronto Maple Leafs. And five minutes before that press conference started, Kyle Dubas got a job with the Pittsburgh Penguins as their president of hockey operations. Uh, just quick thoughts there that I want to talk about. Uh, Brad True Living's press conference I found was actually it was it was pretty good uh, he definitely was not my first option if you know me I'm not a massive fan of Brad Trey Living uh, but the way that he handled himself in that press conference you know he noted that he's protective of his players we know that from before he said you know anything can happen and he'll look into everything um, one thing I did like Uh, I don't know if he needed to mention it. Maybe it's kind of like an eerie comment that we're going to look into here. But um, he says that it's not the core four, but it's the Toronto Maple Leafs, right? We don't focus on the four big guys. If you don't know the four big guys, uh, John Tavares, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, and William Nylander. Uh, He wants it to be a team thing, right? He just wants to get everyone, he wants to know everyone, he wants to get to know them and just kind of sort out everything because at the end of the day, he is new here, we know that, but he's going to have to hit the ground running. Now we look at the other side with Kyle Dubas, um, I think a lot of people were maybe Leafs fans for the most part were kind of salty about this because uh, we know from back with this press conference with the Toronto Maple Leafs that season ending one where he said don't expect my name to pop up anywhere if I'm not with the Leafs Um, you know all that kind of stuff and he ends up taking a job with the Pittsburgh Penguins Um, I think that Kyle Dubas you know at the end of the day it's his decision on what he wants to do whether he wanted to stay with the Toronto Maple Leafs which I think that was the clear case Uh, obviously he ended up not getting the job or not getting that contract extension Uh, but he's allowed to go out and see you know what what else is out there I know a lot of people are kind of mad about how he said it and like what he said and you know there's a lot of things that we can get into uh, that I'm not going to get into personally because I don't want to speculate on someone's life that's not for me to do that's for Cal Dubas to talk about and Cal Dubas only even in this way uh, you know he is now the president of hockey operations Uh, I think he he's very voiced on you know he wants to be the GM he wants to be a GM in the league and I think he will take massive part in that for the Pittsburgh Penguins and how they want to go along with this Uh, now who exactly they want to bring along I wouldn't be surprised if somehow uh, Brandon Pridham who is the assistant GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs gets over to the Penguins I don't really know how that would work uh, but there is a lot of speculation on that and everything but uh, is still on contract with the Toronto Maple Leafs so we'll see how that goes Uh, those are the two big pieces of news that we did get today as I record this, uh, you know, 
Thursday, June 1st, uh, and a massive month in the NHL in terms of the draft, in terms of contracts. There's a lot of things that will be going on the Stanley Cup final, but there's there is a lot of news. Make sure if you want to keep up to date, you follow any of my social media accounts, whether that's Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, now Facebook. Uh, I will be writing more on Substack, which is where you can you know look at my writing and maybe not listen to me talk all the time. So if you're more of a reader, go hit that up. It is in my link tree. But now, long story short, I guess, because I did have that news to say, this concludes it for this episode of Dump and Chase, the podcast. I hope you did enjoy. Again, as I mentioned way before, I went on that whole spiel about the news for the day. Uh, If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to let me know because I do appreciate the feedback. But until next time, my name is Zach Staden. We'll talk soon.